I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Brown Belt, and former pro MMA fighter. We had an incredibly busy weekend in combat sports featuring a classic striker versus grappler matchup in the UFC, Craig Jones' return to Polaris, IBJJF Nogi Worlds, Mason Fowler's continued dominance at Submission Underground, and mixed in, we had potentially one of the greatest boxing heavyweight title fights of all time, which just begs the question, is boxing still the king of combat sports? Well, we're gonna dive into all of that, but first, this video is brought to you by Manscaped. If you're looking to handle your basic downstairs grooming without making it a painful experience and without hacking yourself up, you need the all new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Up here is one of the most important things you could ever have in a trimmer, something called skin safe technology. If you're using this where you're supposed to be using this, you need something called skin safe technology. And this thing is cordless. It is waterproof, which means that you can trim in the shower, which is super convenient for cleanup, and 90 minutes on a full charge. 90 minutes. No matter how hairy you are, 90 minutes is enough time to take care of business. As part of the Perfect Package Grooming Kit, the lawnmower is not the only tool Manscaped is sending you. If you're gonna look really good down there, you should smell good down there too. Enter in the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, which is gonna help you avoid odor all day long. Plus, they are sending you the Crop Reviver, which is a mist spray that has aloe vera in it. And it's good for those times throughout the day where you just need a little bit of refreshing down there. And on top of all of that, Manscaped is gonna send you two free gifts when you use the code LESCO20 and pick up a brand new Perfect Package Grooming Kit 4.0. They're gonna send you the anti-chafing boxer briefs, which a must have, I love those things. And they're gonna also send you this travel bag called The Shed where you can keep everything nice and organized. Join more than 2 million men worldwide who rely on Manscaped for all of their grooming needs. Go to manscaped.com and use the code LESCO20 to get the perfect package 4.0 grooming kit, including the all new Lawnmower 4.0. And make sure you use the code LESCO20 to take 20% off. Manscaped.com, coupon code LESCO20. The link is in the description below. For those keeping track at home, my cold, mostly better. I sound more normal, I guess. Uh, we had, as I said in the intro, a really, really busy, really, really good weekend. So let's jump right into it. And we'll start with IPJJF Nogi Worlds that allowed for the first time heel hooks. What a time to be alive. They announced back in January, I think January, that they'd allow heel hooks and leg creeps, and I think for the most part everyone basically reacted like, yeah, it's about time. It was a fun tournament, we had a few of the usual suspects taking gold, like Gianni Grippo, Cyborg, Mike Sebastos, Elizabeth Clay, Rafael Guidez, and by the way, Rafaela Guidez is on a really good run right now, and she is a lot of fun to watch. If you remember, she just won the Who's Number One Championship a few weeks ago. She just hit double gold, winning her division and the open weight this weekend. Keep watching her. She's a lot of fun. There were some good highlights, lots of scrambles, as you'd expect in a no-gi tournament, and even a few big slams, like when Gabriel Souza slammed Brandon Walensky and basically knocked him out. It was a very impressive double leg. In addition to some of the big names that we already knew, a few names that we maybe didn't know had big performances, like Joe Deerkissing pronunciation. I mean, it wouldn't really be this show if I don't butcher somebody's names, so sorry. He had a really good pans a few months ago that included a really good match against Lucas Barbosa, and then he had a lot of good matches this weekend at Worlds. 
Also, Pedro Marino has only been a black belt for six months, but he still took home double gold this weekend. I mean, six months as a black belt and you're already hitting double gold at Worlds. It's crazy. It's crazy. Let's keep an eye on what he's going to do at black belt. It was a good tournament overall. It was a lot of fun. I I love these tournaments. They can be stressful for me because I want to watch every match in the world and that's just not really possible when there's hundreds of matches happening. So I do my best to go through and find the best matches that I can, but I'm sure that there's things I probably should have talked about that I missed. But for the sake of time, we're moving right along to the UFC. Mackenzie Dern versus Marina Rodriguez. Mackenzie's fake accent will always be hilarious to me. I, I would put a clip up of her talking, but I'm sure the UFC would hit me with a copyright strike. So I won't, but she has a fake accent. She's from Arizona not Brazil. She speaks with a Portuguese accent. It's weird. I do really like her, fake accent aside. I also really like Marina Rodriguez, and I had a feeling since the first time I saw her fight that I I think that she's going to maybe be a champion one day, and and she looked like it in this fight. She looked like she could be a champion. Mackenzie Dern was the pre-fight favorite, but Rodriguez won the decision. Dern had a few very good moments where she showed just how high-level her jiu-jitsu is, but she couldn't get the finish and Rodriguez really picked Dern apart standing up, which is why I thought it was a really weird strategy for Mackenzie Dern in the fifth round where, I mean, she had to know at this point she needed to finish Rodriguez to win, but she still stood up with her and exchanged with her until like the last 30 seconds of the round she tried to take her down. Marina Rodriguez hung on to win. She survived some relentless attacking from Mackenzie Dern on the ground. She even threw up her own Darce attempt from the bottom, which I was really, really hoping finished because it would have just been fucking wild if Marina Rodriguez, who's a Brazilian national Muay Thai champion, submits Mackenzie Dern, who's one of the best female grapplers in the world. Didn't quite get to finish but she did look very, very impressive against a very, very good Mackenzie Dern. After the fight, Rodriguez agreed that Carla Esparza should get the next title shot after the Rose-Wiley rematch next month. And she also kind of said that she didn't think Wiley deserved a rematch against Rose, which a round one head kick knockout, I don't I don't know if that's in an immediate rematch situation, but that's the fight that's happening. Marina also said some not super nice things about Ioane on Jacek, which personally, I would love to see that fight. Ioane on Jacek versus Marina Rodriguez would be a lot of fun. So please, UFC, since I know you're listening, do your thing and make that fight happen. I still think Marina Rodriguez will be the strawweight champion one day, despite her loss to Carla Esparza and that little bit of a setback. I think she is very, very good, and she showed in this fight against Mackenzie Dern. She can keep it standing when she has to, and she can survive on the ground if she needs to. Other than the main event, the rest of this card wasn't very deep. I'm not going to say the fights weren't really good, because they were. There's just so much to cover this weekend, so I'm going to skip over the rest of the card and move on to Craig Jones, who fought Davey Ramos in Polaris. Uh, This fight was pretty boring. It was a lot of jockeying for position and not much happening aside from one really big scramble where they ended up tumbling out of bounds. Craig Jones got the win. I was glad to see him back competing for Polaris. I know he wants Polaris to do a 205 division because I think he cut to 185 for this and he did not look like he enjoyed himself in that cut, but Craig Jones gets the win. Which brings us to Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder 3, very late Saturday night. Um, I don't usually stay up that late because 
I have two kids, uh, two and under, so that's tough. But it was worth staying up because this may have been one of the best heavyweight title fights of all time. Tyson Fury finished Deontay Wilder, but not before having to survive two knockdowns from Wilder. It was just a crazy back and forth fight from the beginning. They were exchanging rounds and then Fury gets a knockdown and then Wilder comes back and gets two knockdowns and then Fury ends up finishing him. It was really funny to me. I mean, maybe funny is not the right word, but they kept putting the live betting odds on the screen. And at one point after the Fury knockdown early in the fight, Fury was like a minus 3,000 favorite to win. And then Wilder gets a knockdown and then Fury's like a minus 300 favorite to win. And then Fury gets a knockdown and he goes back up to being this huge favorite. And it just shows you how crazy back and forth the fight was that a lot of times when someone's an underdog and the fight's going their way, they become more and more of an underdog and then the fight ends. But this was such a like an accordion back and forth of the odds going swinging both sides. It was just a lot of fun and... Tyson Fury is a better fighter than Deontay Wilder. I thought despite that crazy knockdown in the first fight by Wilder, I thought Fury won that fight. Uh, Fury decisively won the second fight. He decisively won the third fight, if not having to survive a few scares. Tyson Fury has this incredible ability to get knocked down and get back up and not just hang on to survive, but stay aggressive, pursue his opponent even after getting knocked down. It's just, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, not just because people think I look like Tyson Fury, but not just because people think I look like Tyson Fury, but I, I am a Tyson Fury fan. But before I answer the question of the episode, is boxing still the king of combat sports? Mason Fowler's match happened on Sunday, so I just want to talk about it real quick. Mason Fowler is the nine-time absolute champion for Submission Underground. Nine times. Nine times he's won the absolute title. And it just makes me so disappointed that he got poked in the eye so bad at the Who's Number One Championship a few weeks ago because Mason Fowler is really, really, really good. In that nine times that he's won the Absolute Championship at Submission Underground, two of those were against Craig Jones, who's arguably the second best grappler in the world right now. So I really I really stand by my, my belief that you know Mason Fowler could have made a long run at Who's Number One. And I think Mason Fowler will win his division at ADCC. Mason Fowler is really, really good. So the question at hand, is boxing still the king of combat sports? Well, I guess that depends on how you measure who's the king of combat sports. Is it in terms of fighter pay? Probably yes. We all know how much boxers make for main events, and we know how that compares to the UFC fighter pay. And we know how jiu-jitsu athletes are lucky if they get 10 to 20k for headlining a big event so yeah boxing has the edge there pageantry and costumes well yeah we saw this weekend both Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury had extravagant ring entrances Deontay Wilder as usual had his weird mask on and a weird robe costume thing and he's got a rapper walking down with him performing a song as he comes to the to the ring Tyson Fury had this really weird like male belly dancer guy and then came out wearing a Roman gladiator soldier costume. Okay, I don't know why they do that in boxing. You don't see that in the UFC. Uh, In jiu-jitsu, you don't really see that at all either. Maybe someone will dance a little bit on the way to the mat, but that's about it. Mainstream awareness Maybe. I mean, I guess you could say more people know what boxing is than know what MMA is, and definitely more people know what boxing is than know what jiu-jitsu is. Real-life applicability? 
No. Jiu-Jitsu is still the king in a fight. If you're only a boxer and you're fighting only a Jiu-Jitsu athlete, you're going to lose. You're going to get beat up. And just because Mackenzie Dern lost a striker versus grappler match doesn't mean Jiu-Jitsu is lesser to boxing. Marina Rodriguez is just really, really good. Will the UFC ever supplant boxing as the mainstream king of combat sports? I don't know. I, th I think we're trending in that right direction. I think it will happen. Boxing has like a hundred year history and the UFC has like a 20 something year history. Will jujitsu ever be the most mainstream combat sport? Uh, I don't think so. I really hope so because I'm a jujitsu person. That's what I really hope. I think we could get to a point where the UFC takes over and boxing fades more away. I don't know. I suppose we'll have to stay tuned. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you again to Manscaped for sponsoring this episode. Please check them out via the link in the description and use the code LESGO20 to get 20% off the all-new Perfect Package Grooming Kit 4.0. If you did enjoy this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to the show. It really helps us out. And if you really want to help us out, why not give us to a friend to listen as well? There's a lot of content coming in the next few days, so please stay tuned. Thank you so much. I will see you all in the next episode.